right, you know, this is going to be a little, um, I don't know, diatribe about uh, politics, American politics, uh, American national politics, to be exact. Recently, there was an election where Ted Kennedy's seat in Massachusetts was won by a Republican for the first time in forever. All right. Uh, I think Ed Brooke was the last one to have it. And Ed Brooke was <laughs> a black Republican um, at a time where there actually were black Republicans because the Repu- that was before the Republicans uh, so-called Southern strategy where they started going for the more um, segregationist uh, aspects of the country. All right. Um, and that quite frankly, that Southern strategy is still working for them today. Um, anyway, but I've been listening to a lot of uh, political podcasts lately, a lot of them, um, both on the uh, on the right and on the left, um, simply because I like to know what these different um, different perspectives are. OK, uh, however, one thing that keeps bugging me is that everybody on the right keeps saying how the uh, the loss of Massachusetts is a uh, referendum on the health care bill and that um, it's uh, it's 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 a referendum basically on Obama's policies. OK, the uh, <laughs> the Democrats, the, the, the left, I should say, not just Democrats, but also progressives. But the uh, the left are saying that it's simply because the Republicans... Well, first off, they say that, that uh, Co- Martha Coakley ran a bad uh, race, which she did, but they're making it sound like the Republicans are some sort of um, strategic geniuses, um, and that's how they got the, uh, the, um, the, the, the seat, right? That, you know, that they plugged into this anti-incumbent, um, anti- uh, government um populist full populist uh movement you know this this energy from from those type of people um they they tapped into that and that's what carried them to all these other victories and now to massachusetts and you know people are talking about how the democrats may lose like five or six seats in the next election and if they do which is completely possible it's not for the reasons that everybody's thinking. It's not because of some referendum on Obama's policies, um, political policies, I should say. And it, it has nothing to do with, you know, the Republicans plugging into some uh, populist movement. Uh, what everybody is failing to understand is that during the whole... During the whole past year of the Obama pr- uh, presidency the Obama White House and the Democrats in Congress and both houses of the Congress, with very few exceptions, have turned their back on their base. Okay? They were elected because they were able to move a bunch of people to the polls. Okay? But then once they got elected they slowly started moving towards the people that they didn't reach in the polls in order to make some sort of, you know, to, to bring everybody together, right? Um, that's just ridiculous. 
All right. The fact of the matter is that the Democratic Party has taken for granted that they were going to have the votes of of independence of, uh, quite frankly, the entire black race, except for maybe Michael Steele and Condoleezza Rice. And uh, anybody who makes a certain amount of money, you know, if, if you make more than a, if, if you're oh, fuck, I don't even know how I want to how I want to word this. So let me just get off that part, because the, the economy takes a, a big role in this. Right. But what happened is a lot of anti-war people voted for Obama, voted for Democrats, voted for, quote unquote, change. And what happened? Right. Yeah, we got a president who won the Nobel Peace Prize, but, you know, he's escalating wars. Right. Yeah. He may be saying, all right, here we have a timetable to get out of Iraq. Um, Yeah, we have to to put these people into um, Afghanistan to help stabilize things. But there's also these other wars that he's not even mentioning. And nobody's talking about the, the drone bombings in Pakistan because, you know, oh, no, we don't discuss those type of things. Right. Wow. Way to be transparent. Way to, to, to have a, a government that we can trust. OK. <laughs> and everybody's getting in a tizzy because some dumb fuck nuts wants to burn his draws, you know, on an airplane. Yeah, that could have been horrendous. Right. But guess what? could have happened on anybody's watch and one thing nobody's talking about is how about the the, the chairman of the uh of, of homeland security and then in the senate why does that guy skating away unscathed hmm maybe it could be because he was this uh very crucial vote that the democrats needed on health care you know health care that he wouldn't support unless he got what he wanted you know and yes, I'm talking about Lieberman. And I told you how I felt about Lieberman on previous podcasts, right? No. 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 No Lieberman. No. Bad Lieberman. <laughs> anyway, um, he reached a lot of, uh, of people in the... Um, he reached out to the people in the gay community, all right? And I, I hate using words like community to to talk about people you know it's like the black community we don't all have one spokesman right just like gays don't all have one spokesman um but he did he reached out he made promises um don't ask don't tell still on the books right now that's something that can be gotten away with real quick real easy but it's not so he turned his back on the gays he turned his back on the blacks because he's talking because they not he I keep saying he because I'm putting all the blame on just Obama but it's his entire administration they are talking about gay marriage in a positive way when let's face it a lot of conservative blacks and I'm talking about social conservative blacks they don't agree with gay marriage me I'm all for it because quite frankly I don't give a fuck who you marry okay I really don't um but the turning backs on certain blacks while trying to keep while basically knowing that they're going to keep the others because eh, they always vote democratic right it's just ridiculous they turn their backs on so many facets oh yeah let me what about all those uh all the uh, the middle class who <laughs> the lower middle class shall i say who sees their houses 
worth nothing now. Who sees nothing but... um, I can speak. In my neighborhood, there are a bunch of houses with those little orange stickers in the window. They just think, hey, you know what? Nobody lives here anymore. Go ahead and break in if you can. Ridiculous. Okay, and I live in the suburbs. I can only imagine. Well, no, I can't. I work in the city. I've driven past closed storefront after closed storefront. All right? Empty building after empty building. What used to be a house is now something I don't even want to walk near. Okay, and yes, this is Detroit. Detroit is like the worst case scenario, right? But guess what? It's not getting any better here. All right, they they gave a bunch of money. This is another thing that really pissed us off, right? Here in Detroit, they gave a bunch of money to the auto companies. Remember what I told you before? How the auto companies—they're not Detroit. They keep getting lumped in with Detroit, but they are not Detroit bunch of money went to the auto companies and yet one of the big ways that they were talking about paying for the um for health reform is to tax the uh the health plans of the unions you know and trust me there are a lot of people in this area who I know I've talked to them you know union people who didn't want to take a pay cut for uh, better health insurance, but decided, you know what, it's better to get something than nothing. And so they did this for years and years. And this is this is what bites them in the butt. This is what they get in return. They get uh, taxed on something that they didn't want in the first place, took it because it was better than nothing, and now it's going to be worth less than that. Right? They took the side of big business over the workers. So there you go. They turn their back on the workers. They turn their backs on gays. They turn their backs on the anti-war. They turn their back on the lower middle class while taking the upper middle class and making them just middle class. People are losing their houses. They're losing their jobs. They're losing families. And... um, Who's making out like bandits? The rich. Now, guess what? I'm, I'm not totally against rich making out like bandits. If they were doing it what I would consider the right way. If they were able to amass a bunch of money through their companies, through their corporations. That's one thing. But when they go to the government and the government's just handing them over buckets of money, that's where I was like, whoa, wait a minute. What the fuck is this? Okay. (laughs) It's one thing if you reach into my pocket and take my money out or you sweet talk me into giving you my money. Okay. It's something totally different if I'm giving money to take care of the, the roads and the streets and make sure we have good water supply and that kind of stuff. And you get it. What the fuck is that? But the Democrats don't want to see any of that. Everybody's talking about, well, you know, we inherited this big, massive problem, two wars and the worst unemployment rate and the worst economy. And, you know, we had eight years of this. You know what? Yeah, you had eight years of that. But guess what? That was nine years ago. 
That started nine years ago. Yes, you own, you've, quote unquote, only had a year. But if you can't get shit done in a year, what the fuck are you talking about? Talking about, oh, yeah, well, we, we did the stimulus and the stimulus is working in some cases. You always forget that part in some cases. Yes, the stimulus is working for certain businesses, for certain aspects of American society. Yes, we aren't shedding jobs as much as we were, but guess what? That's because those jobs are already gone. We already have. <laughs> if, all right. If you have 10 jobs, okay, and you get rid of five of them, right? You still have five left, okay? So just because you didn't lose another three in the following month, doesn't mean that things have improved for those five people who are out of work. It just means that you have five jobs or you used to have 10. So, yeah, unemployment may have stayed steady or maybe even gone down a little bit. So that instead of five jobs, now you have six jobs available. There's still four people out there out of work. Do you, you see what I'm saying? And, and they just don't fucking get it. They want to complain. They want to be, oh, well, you know what? You know, the rules of the Senate say, well, you know what? If the rules of the Senate are that bad, maybe they need to be changed. They had a 60 seat majority and they couldn't get anything. And they wanted 60 seats because they wanted to get rid of um, the filibuster. Well, guess what? The filibuster is not going anywhere. You have 59 seats. Now what? Oh, well, we can't change that because it takes two thirds. Let's say, okay, so. Basically, what you're saying is if you had 67 seats, then you'd be able to make the change so that then you'll be able to only need to have 51 seats, which is a majority. In fact, it's not even really which you only need 50 because there's a tie break on anything. Anything. Vice president makes a tiebreaker. And he's going to do what the party wants instead of what an individual state or anything like that wants. It's another thing that just really, really ticks me off. about The The Republican Party has said we are not going to cooperate. And the Democratic Party is just like, okay, well, there's absolutely nothing we can do. And when they do get close and they have like four or five people who are just like, you know what? You know, I want a good deal. I want a good deal for me and mine. And you know why? Because they make him, they they make the assumption that just because these four or five people are getting what they want, that all the other people who are playing along on the team are just going to always fall in line. It makes no sense to me. It's it's so irritating and frustrating. And all I hear are all these different excuses when the big reason that they lost their party, I mean, the way they lost their, their supermajority is because they turned their back on their party. Not even their party, their, the core, their core, their base, the people who they brought in, they turned their back on to get people over there. I have always said I make podcasts for the people who listen, for the people who come back week after week. 
I don't do a whole lot of publicity. I don't go out of my way to say, hey, you should check out this podcast because if people want to check it out, they will. If they don't, don't, what the fuck am I going to do? Am I going to sit there and change the whole way I do things for people who may or may not check it out? I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds ridiculous. And that's what's going on in Congress. The U.S. American state, United States of America Congress is just really, really both sides are just really frustrating, really disappointing. The Republicans say, no, we don't have to do anything. And they're talking about how they, they're, 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 they're and I've, I've heard this. They're not going to help now, especially when it comes to rule changes, because when they're in power, they want the rules to still be there to benefit the ruling party when the, the the rules don't benefit the ruling party if the ruling party doesn't want to rule. And this is something nobody else is talking about, right? As soon as Scott Brown was, uh, was elected, everybody started talking about how healthcare was dead. Healthcare was dead. You know, there's no way they can get past it. Um, to certain members of Congress in both houses now, certain members of Congress, Scott Brown is their best friend because he just gave them political cover. Now they don't have to vote for something that their guys aren't going to like. And why, when I say their guys, I don't mean their constituents, the people who voted for them. Are you kidding me? I'm talking about the corporate people who give them a lot of money for, for, to, for election campaigns. And the Supreme Court... Basically saying that the uh, that corporations have the same First Amendment rights as uh, individuals so they can pour in a bunch of money to whoever they want to. That is scarier than anything else. You guys really need to realize that <laughs> a lot of people are just turning a blind eye to that one. That is scary. Now, everybody's saying, yeah. Yes, it's the corporations, but it's also the unions. I don't think the unions are as powerful as you people may think. All right. I live in the Detroit area. All right. I have watched as since the days of Reagan, where they have slowly, systematically had power stripped away from them. And it happened when when Clinton was in power and it's happening when Obama's in power slowly things are getting stripped away from them. Unions are not as powerful as people use as people think they are. All right, at least not the uh the auto unions. And really pay attention to some of the uh negotiations uh for school districts in your local school district. Next time somebody goes on strike, really pay attention to see what they're asking for and what they eventually end up getting. And you'll see no, these guys are not as strong as they used to be. Nowhere near as strong as they used to be. All right. So now that that happens, now that the um, now that the uh, the um, now that the, the the corporations can basically do whatever it is they want, 
Not only can they, but they will. And um, not only will the uh, will the American people really not have much of a say in anything, but since we're the ones who give monies to those corporations, we're going to be paying for the privilege of getting things uh, stripped away from us. And <laughs> it all makes sense to me now. Okay. Um, one of the big things about uh, celebrity PR, especially celebrity PR, I remember hearing this, anything that you see on TV, even in the news is planned in one way or another. Okay. If you see a, a news report about somebody getting pulled over for speeding, right? It's probably because pretty soon they're going to have a new movie or album or a book come out. Something like that. All right. Whatever is in the news at the time, especially politically, is there to distract you from something else. So it's always those little stories you really need to pay attention to. So while everybody was worried about um, health care, all the while there was the whole financial thing. You know, the, 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 the financial industry really, really screwed everybody over by taking all this money and not lending it out. We were told that we had to stabilize our financial institutions so that, you know, to, 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 to keep away from a, a, a global economic catastrophe. I don't really see it that way. I never did. I always said, well, if these big businesses go out of business, then won't somebody else come up and take that <laughs> take their business if an insurance company goes out of business there's gonna be another insurance company who's gonna say hey over here we'll take your business when uh was it bear stearns or somebody like that went out of business somebody else took their business you know so i never understood why it was we had to uh to save these companies when you know what nature abhors a vacuum so does the free market all right if somebody's not supplying a service somebody else will so i never never bought that never bought that but we had to so that you know that we can keep the credit flowing so that people can still make their payroll so you know banks can still lend out money except guess what a lot of places couldn't make their payroll, so they went out of business. Banks still aren't loaning. <laughs> but by that time, we were worried about health care. That's what everybody was jumping up and down about. Okay, and then once it got towards the end, where it looks like something might happen with health care, and all of a sudden the financial industry popped back up. And then it was about uh, that, that fool on the airplane who wanted to set his balls on fire. And, you know, I'm making light of that because it because it failed. 
But I'm pretty sure if I was on that airplane, I'd have been scared shitless to find to, to figure out that some asshole could have uh, could have blown us up. All right. Um, but I really think is funny is like the next day there was another uh, Nigerian guy who was on an airplane who got diarrhea and was in the bathroom for a long time, and they like. Tried to like they stopped the plane and brought him out and arrested him, all because he had the fucking runs. That was funny. Um, But you have the 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 financial institution stuff coming back up again. You have all these all the talk about uh, majorities, and then what happens? Eh. The uh, the Supreme Court basically gave away our political system to the corporations not just American corporations okay you think that the uh, the, the, the new world order guys really would have picked up on that part okay and all these guys who are hopping in front of the camera saying oh I think this is a great thing for free speech for the first amendment right those guys need to be voted out of office won't be able to now because they'll be able to just buy it buy it you know because most people aren't going to pay attention and say oh yeah i see that guy's name everywhere so he must be a good guy all right i'll vote for him so while <laughs> while we're distracted once again supreme court plops us on our seat sending the news for a day or two disappears and people are actually surprised i mean does everybody forget that the whole eminent domain decision that they made was it last year maybe a year and a half ago where they said that you know the state can basically you know expanded powers of eminent domain and realize that well what was it that um, not only can eminent domain be used for like municipals municipalities but also for uh for for private use a big corporation can go to a to a state or or a local community and say, you know what, we want that property because we're going to build something on it. And the city state can just say, oh, eminent domain, here we go. We're going to take this, give it over to the private corporations. And the Supreme Court is like, yeah, I'm good with that. Ridiculous. And all the right wingers who complain about activist judges what the fuck was that (laughs) man oh man Oh, I 